just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. What's happening, guys? It's time for another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your favourite tutor, Ian Dawson McKay. Next Level Guy is a go-to men's interview, interest and improvement website where I quiz the experts to find out the hacks, tips, methods and protocols that you can implement in your own life to take it to the next level and live happier, healthier, wealthier, sexier and so much more. Today's guest is Pat Flynn. Pat is a father, husband and entrepreneur who lives and works in San Diego, California. He owns several successful online businesses and is a professional blogger, keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal best-selling author and host of the Smart Passive Income and Ask Pat podcast, which have earned a combined total of over 55 million downloads, multiple awards and features in publications such as the New York Times and Forbes. He's also an advisor to companies like ConvertKit, Leadpages, Teachable and other companies in the digital marketing arena. Now, before we get to the interview, I just wanted to say a couple of things from me personally. I've had the chance to record this interview and release it to my own audience has blown me away. You know, Pat was the guy who got me first interested in podcasting. He made me realise it was possible to build something from scratch and make money and a job from the internet. I'm on my way trying to get to Pat's level, but it's been amazing to have a chance to speak to Pat, to learn from, to ask him questions and to rack his brain. He's so warm and friendly and generous. His podcasts are littered with gems and tips on how to build smart passive income. He truly loves his audience and it really comes through in what he does and his content. I probably owe my show to him by listening to his show and realising what was possible and the t- using some of the tips and hints to get building my network, to build my audience and to get my podcast going. And to have part in the show is mind-boggling. I really hope you help me pay him back by listening to this interview, by getting a copy of the book and by building your own super fans, building your own business that people truly love and are ravenous about. If you use a copy of the link in the show notes and you get a copy of the book before August the 14th, you can get some extra goodies as a thank you from Pat. Yeah, his book is going to help you take your brand and your business to the next level by building fans who truly love and support what you do. He'll help you just do amazing things by building true and loyal connections with the people who are your true fans. Listen to this interview, get a copy of his book, and you'll be amazed at where you can go. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Pat. It it's, blows me away because yours was one of the first podcasts that I listened to when I started. It was one of those that inspired me, gave me the, you know, the chance to understand that I could go from a blog to a podcast. And there was a chance to actually do this for a living, something I thoroughly enjoyed. But, you know, for those who are maybe not aware of you, can you just give a quick background about, you know, what the book's about? You know, what's your credentials in that area? If you met somebody in a lift and had to give them a hard sales pitch for, say, 30 seconds? (laughs) Yeah. uh, And thank you again for having me on. You know, Superfans is about creating magical moments for the people who are in your brand to help you grow your brand. Versus what a lot of people are focusing on now today, especially in business and, and social media and emails, is, is just the numbers, right? Growing more followers, more subscribers, more fans, and, 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 and that's okay. But the problem is when everybody's focusing on those things and getting more people in their, ba- in their brand, well, then everybody's end game is the same. It's let's, let's get them in and that's it. Versus what can really help you stand out and help you grow your businesses 
creating those moments after a person finds you? How are you going to get them to understand that you are their go-to person or can become their favorite? How can you make them feel like they're a part of the community so that they'll continue to come back? And how can you get them to love the brand so much that they're going to spread that message for you without you even having to ask? How can you get them to a point where if there were trolls or haters out there, how are you going to get them to step up and defend you even before you know those trolls exist? This is future-proofing your business which is so important today, especially because of the ever-changing environment that we are doing business in right now. And we're already starting to see a lot of the repercussions of where we've built our businesses on other people's land. Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, emails, it's getting harder and harder to reach people, even though they have, yes, subscribed to us or yes, have uh, become a follower, they're still not seeing everything, even on YouTube as well. The algorithms are just getting in the way. However, you can build for those super fans those are going to be the people who will make sure to always be there for you. And, and these are the repeat customers. These are the people who are going to, if you're a musician, they would drive eight hours to, 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 to see you. This is what Kevin Kelly says, who really inspired this book. Kevin Kelly wrote an article called A Thousand True Fans back in 2007, which really inspired me to uh, run my business the way that I had. And he basically says that you don't need a blockbuster hit to create something really amazing and, and successful. You just need... If you had to put a number to it, a thousand true fans. Because if you had those fans who were in love with what you did in your craft, your art, your creative, whatever it is, if they were to pay you $100 a year, which is on a very low end, that's less than $10 a month for your creative, for your art, your coaching, your service, whatever, 100 times 1,000 is your $100,000 business. It's six figures right there. And if you want to put this into even more perspective, that's less that, that that's a fan a day for less than three years. So to me, when I first started out, I was like, wow, I don't have to create the next Excel. I don't have to create the next eBay or the next PayPal or some giant business. I can actually just find a small group of people and serve them in the best way that I can. And what I did back in 2008, after getting laid off from the architecture space, was I helped people pass a particular exam called the lead exam. And that exam was a big pain point for those people. However, most people have never even heard about the, this exam. And I remember after starting that business and, and doing very well with it, I remember getting an email from a woman named Jackie. And Jackie sent me this email saying that she had uh, purchased my study guide. And within a few weeks, she passed the exam. She had been studying for over a year and found my stuff and then passed. She was so ecstatic that she was like, I got a raise. I got a promotion. I want to invite you and your family to, to dinner. Like, can we, can we just whatever I can do to help you, please? And I was like, wow, this is really cool. But the most interesting thing to me was the last part of her email that said, I'm a big fan, Jackie. And I was like, trying to figure out, I couldn't understand what that meant at the time because I, you know, you're usually a fan of things like musicians or artists or athletes, but not people who help you pass an exam. But the true power behind this was when I realized that within a couple months, about 30 different people from the same firm that she was at also became customers. And I found out through an email conversation with her that she had gone and convinced every single person in her office to also buy my guide. And she could have just easily shared the guide that she had with them, but no, she went above and beyond to make sure that I got new customers because I was able to help her out. And so in my business, whenever I teach people business, whenever I run my business, it's about creating those moments where you're serving people so much that they're going to want to repay you back and, and help spread the message for you. And that's how you can grow your business. That's how you can future-proof your brand. And regardless of technology, regardless of the systems that are out there, your super fans will always be there for you. It's like an insurance policy for your business and how I feel business should be run today.
I mean, I love that because that's what's been puzzling me is this book has come at like the ideal time for me because I'm up to about 60 episodes of my podcast and I've interviewed some amazing people and hopefully given some great advice, you know, from them and sort of mind the, you know, hacks and things that can make life successful Mm -hmm. for people. And then I thought, oh, wait, you know, there's plenty of transferable things from your book that anybody in any industry can use. And I was like, oh, brilliant, we can can come. But why do you think some, you know, businesses are not doing this? You know, you've mentioned some amazing examples in the book and some stories like, you know, about Lego and things like that. Mm-hmm. How, why are why are businesses kind of sticking to the old way of doing things? You know, why are they not kind of evolving and falling into this sort of super fans, giving back, building connections, you know? Is it just they're not understanding the way th- the changing dynamics of the that kind of environment? I mean, that could be it. The truth is, I think it's because it's hard to measure, right? And 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 we love numbers, we love analytics and data, and data is important. But I think we get so just kind of persuaded by by those numbers, where we want more followers, we want more fans, we want more subscribers, but. Like all that's for nothing if you're not building a relationship with those followers and fans and subscribers, and 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 you know it's hard to measure. Like how do you, how do you measure whether or not a person is a fan of yours? Well, is it a certain dollar amount that they're spending? No, not necessarily because a super fan might be one of the you know somebody who isn't able to spend money with you, but there's somebody who has a loud voice who can spread your message for you and 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 without you even knowing invite 10 new people into the business who will become repeat customers, in which case that person then becomes somebody who's worth so much to you without you even knowing it. It's these byproducts that happen when you have super fans that become really amazing. And some some of these things are, are unknown opportunities. Like I've had opportunities to get involved in Hollywood as a result of fans who have been uh, a fan of my work, which is just kind of ridiculous. But th- those aren't things you can measure. Mm-hmm. But that those things happen when you focus on those magical moments. And this is why people are a fan of, you You mentioned Lego. They really treat their fans like they actually care because they do. You often hear Disney used in these examples of creating magical moments too with their customer service and the way they go above and beyond and make sure everybody's treated in a very special way and creating these little surprises here and there. And it, it resonates when you're at a Disney park, when you're on a Disney cruise, when you receive Disney mail, when you receive a Disney email, it's all in there and you could see it, but it's, it's because they know that it works. But I think smaller businesses, especially when you're so focused on ROI, it's, it's, it's hard to determine the ROI, but I think it, I think, I think we all know it's there, but it's just, it's not, it's not numbers. So it's not measurable. Therefore it's maybe not important, even though to me is the most important thing. Yeah, because I couldn't understand it. I mean, I was reading some amazing examples and you the way you wrote the book, it kind of knits it all together and it explains it in great detail, you know, and it kind of shows the flow and how, like what a, like the evolution of a business and how it can take you into uncharted territory and that. Um, so could you give an example for it? So say if you were dealing with me for my with my podcast, 60 episodes, but I wasn't getting people coming in back each time. Could you give an example from the book? Maybe what would you say every person doing should be the first step they do? Because you've given some amazing gems in the book, but what would you do to start this work towards a super fan? Yeah, and it starts at the at the beginning, which is kind of funny to say, but a fan is not created 
over overnight, right? They're created by the moments you create for them over time. So the very f- first moment, that first impression is going to be really important because that's how you can sort of activate them or trigger them to go, oh, Ian is the guy I need to follow. And there's a certain number of ways that you can do that. Number one, really important. You need to understand the lyrics that your audience will respond to. Lyrics like in music, right? And when you listen to a song, if the lyrics are really resonating with you, you're going to be more likely to follow that band. Versus if the lyrics had nothing to do with your life or nothing that you cared about, then you'd be more likely to just, okay, that song's over, next song, please. And this stems to a story that I talk about in the book with my wife, April, who's a big fan of a boy band here in in the U.S. called the Backstreet Boys. And she was telling me all about her love for this group, and I kind of rewound back with her to her first moment that she remembered with this group. And it was a special moment in her life. It was after she broke up with her boyfriend. She was 15. And she was listening to the radio and this song popped on that she had heard many times before, but she never listened to it actively until this time because she found that every lyric in this song was describing everything she was going through with her breakup. Like every single word spoke to her. And this song was called Quit Playing Games With My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. And that was her moment of activation because they got the lyrics right for her in that moment. And you think about the Backstreet Boys, their target audience at the time was... Girls between 13 and 18, what happens to girls in their lives between 13 and 18? They fall in love. They break up. Okay, let's write songs about them. Let's speak in the same language they would use. So let's name it Quit Playing Games With My Heart. That's something a little kid would never say, an adult would never say, but a teen, absolutely. So they played perfectly to to their target audience. Their target audience now is between 35 and 45, but... That's a, that, like the, that audience has, has become fans for life and they've grown with them, which can happen when you get those lyrics right in the beginning. And when it comes to businesses, it's about, okay, not just knowing, and I think we all know we need to know what the problems are of our target audience. That's key and that's absolutely essential. But what's even more essential is how our audience, our target audience describes those problems. What are the words that they use? Those are the lyrics that you should be using with your audience on your sales page, in your sales copy, in your emails, on your social media, everywhere, on your blog, podcast, the way you say things. Can you say those lyrics that they would respond to? So knowing the problems and knowing what they say and how they say it. Secondly, offering a small quick win. I'll tell you a quick story, Ian. I remember back when I was in architecture, I was a personal finance blog nerd. I read like all of them. And there was one in particular that I wasn't a huge fan of because the name was a little bit off-putting to me. It was called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by a man named Ramit Sethi, right? And people hear oh, that yeah. and like, oh yeah, like, I understand that. And I was, I was more on the fans of like, I, I was a fan of Get Rich Slowly by J.D. Roth, Simple Dollar by Trent, and, and, and a number of other people, a, a number of other blogs. But what really got me into Ramit stuff was one particular article. It was a small article that he wrote, but it was an article where you could uh, call your cable company and read a script that he wrote in this blog post, and in 15 minutes you would save money on your cable bill. And I was like, 15 minutes? That's it? Okay. So I went during lunch break. I opened up the post. I called my cable company, my TV cable company. And I read the script word for word like he said to do. And I was able to save 25% of my cable bill, like right then and there during lunch. And I was blown away. I immediately just started diving into everything that he had. Why? Because he gave me a small quick win. He proved to me that his stuff actually worked on a small level. And I went in to go for a big level for with him afterwards. Versus you think of these other personal finance blogs. It's like, okay, let's um, not have a latte and save $2 a day for you know, 40 years. And by then, after you're 65, that's when you're going to be rich. So which one gave me the win quicker, Ramit or those other guys? 
Rami, right? Mm, that's difficult. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, in my business now, I try to get people to a small, quick win as soon as humanly possible. So as much as we all might be trying to change the lives of our clients and our, our target audience, are we giving them anything, anything quick that they can experience? Is there anything after they subscribe to your email list or after they go to your website or listen to your podcast, perhaps within 10, 15 minutes, can they get something that they didn't and were not able to get anywhere else? In most cases, it's no, but that's a, that's a small, easy way to get people activated into your brand. And once they're there, they're, then they're following you, then they're subscribed, then it becomes about, okay, how can we make them feel like they belong here? Because you can get them on the court, but you, you still need to pass them the ball every once in a while to make them feel like they're playing basketball with you. So what I like to do is to show people in the book how to get people involved in your brand. So to help them feel like they're making decisions in the brand and, and where the brand's going, help, help, helping them feel like they, they are invested in it. Because uh, the truth is when they're involved, they're invested and they will invest in you. And then after that, it's about the small personal touches that go a really long way and kind of going out of your way to figure out, okay, what a person needs help with before they even ask. Because it's like when you're, when you're at a restaurant and you're drinking your water and your water's gone, then you kind of have to like, you know, hold your hand up or call the waiter to fill that water again and they fill it and that's, that's fine. That's usual. But what happens when your water is halfway full and then the waiter comes by and fills it up for you without you even asking? I mean, that feels good. And we need to do more of that in business by offering things to our audience that they might not even need they know right now because that's what's going to make them feel like they're getting that extra special service that they can't get anywhere else. And that doesn't have to mean you have to be there physically to fill their glass of water. It could be as simple as reaching out with a video or an email, asking them if they need help with something or checking on them with, if you know where they're at in something, checking on them to see what, what they're up to. One simple way to do this that we can all do that we have access to and it's free. If you go to Instagram right now, find one of your customers or one of your clients or, or a subscriber or anybody following you and send them a direct message with a video. And you're going to be blown away by the response. They're going to be blown away that you took a little bit of time. And yes, it was only 10 seconds, but a little bit of time to think about them. And that's going to make them go, wow, this person actually is thinking about me. And there are so many other people who are fighting for my attention. I'm going to go to the person who just took a little bit of time out of their day to send me a quick video. It's a high value, low friction way for you to get access to somebody's full attention and have them want to become a fan of yours. There are so many things like that. I could keep going, Ian, but I, I, I want I want you to comment on this because I, I have more. Uh, it, it blew me away because as I was reading the book, I thought this was just going to be a kind of, you know, you get some of these business books that kind of pay almost lip service. They kind of just go around it, but you went into great detail and, you know, you've got so many great episodes about like finding your podcasting voice and building your brand and how to interview people and you know like showcasing like customers and helping them through like client calls and things like that mm -hmm. how do we know where to start because i think that's a scary thing for a lot of people who are reading you know listening about this and thinking this sounds phenomenal but i've got so much on already you know should i be focusing on finding my voice should i be working to get my cover art the best it can be how do we know like how would you juggle a day to work towards super fans, keeping things going, editing, doing all the other stuff? Is it a way that you can schedule this or should you just focus mainly on building these kind of super fans? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think that uh, you can schedule this. And like with these little videos, one thing I do is I schedule 15 minutes a week to on Fridays 
just one by one, whoever is in my Instagram, I'll just send them a quick message and send them a video. And it, it might be 20, 30 videos within that 15 minutes. But I'll tell you, it's like a 95% response rate. And then sometimes some of those people will go uh, out and share a message on their social media about how, like, you know, how important it is to reach out to people and how I was just able to do it. And literally it just took, takes like 10, 15 seconds per person, but scheduling that in is important. And it, it's so easy to lose that because I think what, what really is at stake here is the relationships that we have with our audience. And if we focus on, yes, some of these things that are important, your cover art of your show and your, uh, you know, your, your, your content and, and all that stuff, that's important. But what, what gets lost is, because what gets lost is, okay, are we making actual connections? And I think that's, you know, seeding that in there every single week to do it on, on a purposeful level is going to be really important because it's really easy to schedule and, and, and make excuses that, you know, okay, I have to get this done and I have to get th that done. And, 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 we, and, and it's because we know how to get those things done. We know that there's an endpoint to them. The, the truth is there's no endpoint to relationship building, which is why I think we're all afraid of it because it feels like we're never going to stop. But the truth is you shouldn't ever stop. You should always do it on a more ongoing basis. And then, of course, within your content, within what it is that you're creating, you can have moments of building relationships in there too on a scalable level. One thing I love to do and encourage people to do is put some per put some of their own personality, their own likes into their own uh, podcast, into their own blog, because those little things that are seemingly random little facts about you are things that make you become more human. A lot of people know me, for example, as somebody who grew up doing music and marching band. And so anybody who has any ties to anybody in marching band immediately goes, oh, Pat Flynn, yeah, he was in marching band. And every time I see somebody at a conference who was also in marching band, guess what? We already have like years of experience that we could share together and talk as if we've been friends for years. Um, same thing if, if anybody is a fan of Back to the Future and they know me and my brand, they know I talk about Back to the Future all the time. So it's really interesting because we already have stuff that we can connect with. And a lot of people come to me and the first thing they say is, hey, Pat, did you know that, you know, they're doing a orchestral rendition of all the music from Back to the Future in San Diego? Like I got, I got like 12 emails last week from people saying, hey, Pat, I like they're doing a, a the orchestra is playing the music from Back to the Future in your hometown. Are you going to go? And I was like, yeah, I am going to go. But I already knew about this, but thanks for sending it over. And it's pretty cool because people know me for that. And, and now it like triggers those little instances when they see Back to the Future or they see a DeLorean on the street. They're like, oh, that reminds me of Pat. And I'll just get random messages about that. So these little tidbits about yourself, this little, the, the personality that shows up. And I'm not saying you have to like share your breakfast every day with everybody, but just whatever makes you, you, your audience needs to know that about you. And that's what's going to help you stand out. That's going to give you the advantage. So where do you start? I would start with your audience and have you fully understood what it is that they need help with? Have you had a conversation with them? Start there. Even if it's one person on your email list, reach out to them, get on a Skype call with them, email with them, get on a direct message with them, whoever, and, and whenever you can, and just start asking them questions like, well, what are you struggling with right now? What can I help you with? What if uh, you had a magic wand would be different right now for you? And that way you can really not just understand what these problems are and not just understand what they're saying about these problems, the language and the lyrics like I was talking about, but you get to empathize with them. And I think this is, this is again, goes back to relationships and connection. When you hear these stories and you hear about your target audience and, and the struggles that they're having, you're going to have a better understanding of who it is that you're creating for. 
and everything that you create will be will be that much more stronger because there's a realness behind it. You're not just creating for like an, a, a made up avatar anymore. You are actually creating for a real person whose story you heard, who you can reference by name, who becomes a part of your your audience Rolodex who you can then reach back out to later after you create something for them. And that's how you can build these fans. Remember, like I said, a thousand true fans, that's less, that's a fan a day for less than three years. And and if you could just focus on one person a day, I mean, it's going to grow and scale and, and, and pick up steam. Cause it, it's really hard not to ask a specific question about the book because there's so many gems in there, but I would, li- <laughs> I would, I'd literally need like about another four or five hours, you know, because I had so many questions about like the opening the door, like the factory door and things like that. And how we can do this. If you've not got any products, how you can start building this. If you've literally got no one on your, you know, your to-do list, uh, like, you know, your like list for the mails and stuff. But, you know what? What has been the smallest change you've made that's given you the biggest impact from writing the book, from understanding, and you know going into this deeply? What one tip would you want people to remember from this to implement this straight away? Apart from buying the book and you know reading it because it is phenomenal, but what's a, a, what? What would you say to them? Is the main thing that if they only did one thing. and waited to see how it affected them what should they do i mean it's it's a mindset thing it's realizing that your business can grow from the inside that's the biggest thing here and the biggest shift that needs to happen in business right now because we are getting so involved in search engine optimization paying for ads you know all these things to, to grow from outside in but that stuff is almost seemingly a waste of time if you're not focusing on the inside in as well. What happens to those people when they get there? So what I would what I would come away from this interview with, and, and hopefully you pick up the book Super Fans, and thank you again, Ian, for allowing me to share and 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 even give some very specific advice here on the show, is just realize that, you know, as much as we're spending time to grow our business from the outside, we should be spending that amount of time, if not more. Um, which means, yes, perhaps cutting away some of the things that you've been trying to do to grow from the outside, but focusing on the experiences that your uh, audience, that your subscribers, that your customers, if you have any, have once they're in your brand. And even if it's just one person, that that one person also represents several many others that are out there. And that one person, like the case of, of Jackie uh, that I was talking about earlier, can become... Um, Somebody who can so Jackie, my my first super fan, uh, who spread the message of my uh, architecture website to thirty other members of her audience. Um, she, uh, you know, you just need to find a couple of those, and your business will grow. It's a mindset thing. It's always a mindset thing, right? Like when if if you ever hear anybody give you like the one tip to do anything, and it's like a strategy like the strategies change technology changes but the mindset behind those strategies won't and the strategy of focusing on the experiences that your audience has has to be a top priority it doesn't have to be the only priority but it has to be there and that's what's missing i absolutely love that because too many people give the here's the five steps you must do rather than here's a way to actually attract people and keep them around and build a relationship and that's why i love your book because it's you're actually dealing with the people skills. You know, you can teach a procedure and a protocol to anybody, but that's the hardest thing is dealing with them, you know, and actually building connections and 
if you can change somebody's life, you know, even one person, it's amazing to think that it could be something that's happened on your podcast or a book, something you've written in a book that could help change somebody's life for the better. Is there a thing about the book that, you know, you've done some um, cracking interviews and podcasts. Is there anything that you've not had a chance to kind of talk about that you really wish somebody would ask you about? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot, it's large, like, so we're building businesses, right? And I think a lot of people think that building a successful business is the end game. But to me, it becomes a launching pad for new and bigger and better things, which is another reason why I think super fans are important is because you can take these fans anywhere with you. Um, you know, I uh, think about my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, who's a very successful podcaster and, and friend and dear friend of mine. He started his uh, online stuff uh, by creating a podcast about the show Lost. And he was a huge fan of Lost. And he, by putting content out there and creating a podcast, was able to get a number of fans who are a fan of him and his wife and, and their theories about the show and all that stuff. And then, of course, the show ended. You know, he, he actually had built so many fans that he was able to throw like a finale uh, where people flew in from all around the world to come with, uh, and join him watching the, the finale. And, and it doesn't matter if they were disappointed or not because I, I wasn't happy with how Lost ended, but it, it doesn't matter. What mattered is these fans came, and of course, Cliff had to create something new since that show was done. And he created a number of other shows, and guess what? Those same people who followed him from the Lost show followed him in every other show that he's done and have continued to follow him. And the same thing happens with me with a lot of the other projects that I have. I'm, I'm getting very focused now on education here in the U.S. And I have a lot of people who are fans of mine who are rallying with me behind my newfound passion for helping change education here in the U.S. And it's it, that that help, that support wouldn't have been possible if I didn't focus on those experiences in my business. So your business can become a launching pad for other missions that you might have in your future and other projects that you might have. And you never know the the ramifications and the, the potential uh, positive consequences from that. Um, until you do it. And and I would just encourage everybody to realize that there's so much power that can happen when fans come that, I mean, you don't even know the opportunities that are going to come your way when you build, when you build, when you build this tribe. Well, I actually love your positivity. You know, you're so warm, friendly, you deserve everything, every success you're getting, you know, you do this, like you make it seem so easy and now you're giving away the golden secrets, you know, that are going to help people change their lives. So I know we're coming close to the time limit, but for those people listening, you know, you've got an open pitch. Why should people pick up the book? You know, I'm rereading it for the second time. I'm making it my focus for changing my podcast. I can't give you a more better compliment than that, but why should people pick up a copy? You know, I, I could talk about it for weeks, but what would you say to people listening and how can they keep in touch and see what happens? Well, you need to get super fans because it's going to give you the exact specific tactical things you can do to help you increase the experiences that people are having in your business. And, and truly that's, what's going to help you create this, what I like to call insurance plan, you know, cause when you're building a business at any moment in time, they could, uh, you know, there's competition, there's algorithm changes, there's, there's, um, anything like that can, can get in the way, but especially cause we're playing in a lot of other people's sandboxes, right? But this is your sandbox that you're building. And this is where fans come on and they become 
uh, they become lifelong fans, repeat customers, people who will bring new people into the, into the sandbox with you and make them feel like they belong. And that's what you're doing here. You're, you're creating a sense of belonging as a result of the work that you do and the creative that you offer. So um, I, I just want to give you those tactics so that you don't have to think about them and you can do them and you can pick and choose the ones that fit you and your culture and your business. And you will find success. I guarantee it. This, there's, there's, I mean, I'm so positive in this, uh, in this message. Um, you know, I, I wish I could just give this book away for free to everybody, but then I wouldn't have a business. So um, <laughs> hopefully you'll, you'll all pick it up. And, and my goal is to have you reach back out to me in the future and say, wow, that book changed my life. And um, I, I hope to receive that message from you someday. Well, it's definitely going to do it. And can you just quickly go over any, like your social media handles, your website, just for anybody who's new to you and wants to uh, keep in touch? Sure. I mean, my main website you can find at smartpassiveincome.com. You could pick up Superfans. Uh, I don't know if you have a, a, an affiliate link you'd want people to go through, Ian, um, but you can also go to yoursuperfans.com. Uh, definitely go through Ian's affiliate link if he has one. <laughs> And then um, I'm at Pat Flynn on most social media channels and on YouTube. Well, you deserve all your getting, you know. You're, it's going to be a massive success, and I can't wait to see it. Really need to get you back on and really go into something more deeper and stuff. But, um, you know, I can't wish you anything but success. You changed my life and, um, a few years back, and you're keeping doing it every time you release a podcast. So just keep going, and uh, it's awesome to see you. Thank you so much, Ian. I appreciate you. Thanks, everybody. Now, before we wrap up, I just want to remind everybody, if you go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliate, that is www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates, or if you're on the site itself, simply go to Affiliates Deal, that's in the blue ribbon at the top. There you'll find some awesome deals that I've set up with some amazing companies. There's so many special offers here, there's listener-exclusive deals and discount codes available. There really is something for everyone here, so... All you need to do is click the graphic if you're reading the show notes, click the affiliates link at the top of the ribbon if you're on the site, or if you're listening, go to www.nextlevelguy.com for slash affiliates. Please note, I will get a small commission from the site that you use my link for. All monies are put back into making the site better and better. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.